ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yes, the steel cage has been constructed. And it will be contested inside of this 15-foot high steel cage. I know you're scared. You're sick inside. You didn't want this to happen. Your worst nightmare has come true, Brett. It's gonna be an emotional ride when I run you into those steel bars. This is gonna be it, Owen. You and me. And after it's all said and done, Owen, I'm gonna wipe you out, brother. Hey everybody, welcome back to Body Slammed. Woo-hoo. Ooh, yeah, back in the game again. And tonight... We just keep returning. Like, I know. Foley. We just won't yeah. stay retired. Stupid illnesses and weather getting in the way of our recording session just, yeah. just pisses me off. Currently in the another blizzard. Yeah, the polar vortex. <laughs> it should not be this cold in this part of the country. It just shouldn't. Yeah, but Blah. it is. Yeah, but here we are. But anyway, we are back with another of uh, our... Uh, I think our, I, I love this part of our yeah, show. I love, this is like my favorite part, like just yeah. contrasting the best and the worst yeah, of all time. Yeah, but we're back with our, our second edition of Breaking the Scale. Where we take a very highly rated, be it a Meltzer five star or PWI match of the year, and we can contrast it with one that's not so highly rated and is looked upon as a, you know, a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> so we were in the early '80s last time we did this. Yeah. And now we're gonna jump ahead into the mid to early '90s, and we're gonna bring you two different cage matches. Yeah, not only uh, two mm. cage matches, and, and we're gonna move away. We had uh, a Japan match and an uh, American match. Yeah. We're going straight American versus American childhood. Yes. Uh, you know. The, the the formation of the wars between the WWF at the time and WCW. Yeah. How many years apart are these matches? Do you? Uh, yeah. This, uh, so we have on our good scale, on our match of the year from 1994 and a Meltzer five star, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage from SummerSlam 94 for the WWF championship. This is my personal favorite match ever in the Big Blue Bar Cage. Really? Yeah. It's not my favorite cage match of all time. I love uh, the Hell in a Cell, which there's been a few that were better. But in this Blue Bar Cage, this is my absolute favorite. And how long did the, the, the classic Blue Bar Cage last in WWF? At 87 the time? to 97. Seven. Okay. So I'm trying to think of. I'm trying, offhand, I can't remember any other ones. You might have a point. It's probably certainly one of yeah. the best. WrestleMania 2's main event King Kong Bundy and Hulk Hogan. Uh, SummerSlam 97, the last time you saw it was Triple H and Dude Was Love. that the one that Jimmy Schnooka came off of? Was that the classic no, that, three? That, that, was, that, that, was, the that was the chain link Okay, yeah. when the, they still used that. Yeah, yeah. The last time they used it was also SummerSlam 97. Like I said, Dude Love and Triple H, when Dude Love imitated, he ripped off the shirt and had the heart. And jumped off. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not only that, you might have a very good, you have a very good point, and you might have won me over. This might be the greatest blue cage yeah. match, but this is also uh, as a childhood uh, aspect. The toy, the first like cage oh, yeah, toy you absolutely. got was ma- yeah. was modeled on this. So yeah. in my mind, I remember presiding over this as a little you know set. Now, now me being someone who doesn't have you know brothers, you have a brother. Was was this kind of interaction common? This. We're gonna fight all the time, like Brett and Owen did. Oh yeah, constantly. Or like I think these things even entertained us more. I remember getting into Ed, Edge and Christian and uh, the Hardy Boys because it was yeah. like one brother would each pick. Like, yeah. oh, you're more like this guy. You're. It's usually the brown haired guy would be my brown haired brother, and I would take the blonde <laughs> guy because I'm redhead. Close enough. Yeah, I mean it's you know all weird colors. Yeah, but I, so this match, you know, um, I was a big Bret Hart mark back in the day, and I liked Owen too, but I was still young enough to. 
cheer the baby faces and boo the yeah, heels. And Brett I, had the greatest music. It was that. Yeah. yeah. But, he, you know, it was just, it was the great sibling rivalry and Brett being the ring technician and Owen also being a, an amazing wrestler. Yeah. And, and uh, such a handball. My favorite, before the match yeah. even begins, because this is the SummerSlam, uh, I don't, is it the main event or the match? Yes. Before, the okay, event. Yeah, main event. Um, quite a main event. It's pretty long. Yeah. But before it, you get the one of the classic old promos, the early 90s promos from, yeah. and it's all about the family drama and oh, the, the shit Owen screams and him hamming it up as like playing the bad guy. I kicked your leg out of your leg. Like, that like, what? uh. What? Are you, what? He does it all the time where he's, uh, <clears throat> where he screams yeah. to, like during the match, he'll scream to the crowd, Brett is nothing to me. Yeah. But I was so hyped to see this match because you, you remember back in the days before internet. You, and, or before even the network, where it was so easy and you had such great access to pay-per-views, you had to wait until Raw the next night to find out what happened. Yeah. And, like, my friend Stanley had a cheater box, so he had all the pay-per-views. I made it a point to go to his house. I have to see this. Yeah. I'm that was, into this match. It was, I mean, at this time, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly what was going on in the WWF at this time, mm-hmm. all the rivalries. I know this must have been one of the big ones, Yeah, obviously. it was the big one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, if you headline SummerSlam, they have a lot of faith in that storyline. Yeah, I mean, the, the other co-main event of this was, you know, Undertaker versus Undertaker. Let's Which just is, not talk about yeah, that. Other podcasts have covered that, but way funnier than I think we, we ever yeah. could. But, I mean, this match starts out. So fast with as soon as yeah, Brett gets Owen in the cage, just, Owen jumps the shit out of him. And, and not only like because like, they, they have the uh, the Hart family sitting next, uh, yeah, ringside. Yeah, the whole they have uh, who's that British Bulldogs British out Bulldog, there? British uh, Bulldog, the, Jim Ni- the late, recently departed Jim Neidhart, yeah. Stu and Helen and Bruce is out there, and they do a great job. And you, it's something you see a lot of times nowadays. They just did it with AJ's family. Yeah, uh, they've done it with uh, a lot of family members over the years. Bring people who aren't wrestlers in and let their horrified fa- faces like tell absolutely, the story. Yeah, absolutely. And they, and I don't. This is certainly not the first one. I'm sure no, there was a no. trope that had been around, but this might have been the best and the one that set the standard yeah. for how they would do it from now this on. Is the, this, you'll like okay. In the, uh, I'm going to show my other fandom, the Doctor Who fandom. You always remember your first Doctor. In this case, you always remember the first time you see something, and that's the best it was. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they might have done family members differently, but it never compared to this in your mind because it's the first you saw. It's the first I saw, too. No, and I actually think yeah. through, I don't think you can find a better sibling rivalry in wrestling not at, real at siblings. I mean, you no, 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 fake like, siblings. Fake siblings, yeah. yes, absolutely. But Edge and I don't Christian, know, the Dudleys. Like, until the days that the Young Bucks do, like, some massive story where they actually break up, which yeah. I, don't, I doubt they, they may ever do. There's no money to be made there. Nobody wants to see them fight. Yeah, but this was perfect because you had Brett, who had, was the star. So it played to, yeah. like, all best wrestling storylines, it plays to a little bit of truth. Yeah. That, like, oh, yeah, people would assume that Owen would be jealous. I'm sure he wasn't. And Owen's interest at the time was so great because he'd walk out of the shadows. Yeah. Because it would be He's, the little, little, they had the little hexagonal thing that you walked out of those staging and it would be all dark and he'd just emerge from the shadows. I'm like, that's literally the shadow yeah. of it. Brilliant of booking. Look at you guys back when you had some fucking direction. Right. And you just like people who wanted to make art there. Like, let's turn this yeah. into a, yeah. uh, like a theatrical, like it. And it is like right away they keep doing the uh, the dual screen of, yes. of Stu Helen, and Helen, Stu and, then and, then Helen the match. and then the the brothers fighting and I just get like it taps into something so primal I, I bet every parent who, of two boys has seen them fight yeah I've seen them wrestle okay. and, and tussle you, know, again, you and your brothers come to my house all the time and my mother and your mother would clear the room so we could wrestle and yeah, would, yeah or yeah or, or I'm, I'm seeing it now Brandon who's not on tonight but yeah. he has two boys who are, are getting around the. Uh, Crawling and the walking, yeah. and, and they instantly just want to tussle somewhere each other. subconsciously. He's looking forward to them fighting. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's already teaching them how to bodies. Like I think oh. the rock bottom was the first thing his son learned. Uh, parenting, <laughs> it's 
Beautiful. Getting back to this match, we also have great commentary. Obviously, we have the team of uh, uh, King uh, Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross yeah. doing the commentary. I, I love this as King at his most... Um, Heelish? Heel, it is, exactly. Yeah. At one point in the crowd, because there's someone on hard camera who has a very distinctive big glasses, and at one point, uh, King just screams, uh, look at that four eyes in the crowd. Sit down! <laughs> just, and the guy, I think, does. Like, yeah. What I love about the ma- this match, and it's like it's an amazing match, it's so physical, is the amount of times that they almost get out. They Yeah, that's actually something I thought yeah. was much more modern uh, yeah. cliche in wrestling. The, constant, the near finish. Yeah, there's a point where they're bulldogging over each other yeah. to get to that, and they're like they're, they'll they'll slam the door, open it back up, slam, yeah. and it's the refs are playing up their part perfectly. Oh, and this was at a point too in the WWF where you didn't have the pinfall submission variant; it was only escape the cage. Yeah, over top, and then they do because yeah. they do several over the top near uh, yeah. near escapes, but the door they really play with it, and you get they get the crowd building oh, yeah. and hot. That's also I think the benefit of having two brothers. Who undoubtedly probably wrestled each other more than they've wrestled oh God, anybody yeah. else in the world, barring maybe their dad. But even then, I, th- I probably think these two guys had spent more time in the ring than almost anybody with each other, yeah. and were so familiar with each other's moves and they- being able to sequence out and time out a-, a match to that degree is amazing. Yeah, true. And you know, the the size of the Hart family, and to have these two guys who were the obvious best—not to besmirch the rest of them, but. They weren't these two. No, the, yeah. if you you can debate, smart yeah. man can debate Brett or Owen, but it's going to yeah. be Brett or Owen. Yeah, no one's going to be pulling the Bruce card. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Bruce. Yeah. But, I mean, did you get into this match? Because I'm, I'm, we watched, you recall we watched this match when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. I've seen, like, I'd yeah. seen this match before. It had been, when we decided to do it, it had yeah. been years, yeah. probably 10 years at least since I'd seen this. And this is actually the second time they have they had wrestled, right? They, yeah. In this year. Well, the second time on a pay per view. I'm sure they wrestled many house yeah. shows, but yeah, because uh, Owen beat Brett in the opening match of WrestleMania 10 with that victory roll. Yes. And then at the end of the night, Brett wins the belt, and Owen just sitting there going, "I just can't win." Yeah, it's it's that. Yeah, that is oh, nothing such, I can do. Such good storytelling. Yeah. Um. No, I, but they play off of that, and that was that yeah. was earlier in the year, right? WrestleMania, yes. and then we come to SummerSlam, and yes. it's. So a little interesting side note here. The referee at the cage is Mike Chioti. He's still a referee at the WWE. I love that the, long, the longest longevity. Like yeah. if you in terms of a career path, be a referee. Or Howard guys, Finkel. Yeah. yeah. Be a referee with something distinctive about you. Yeah. James Ellsworth messed up. If he'd have been a referee, he would have been a fan favorite, and he would have well, had and, job security for life. And not a perv. Well, well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> so, I mean— is there anything in this match that you thought was missing? Because I thought it ticked every single box. This is a worthy... Unlike the last five-star match we watched, I thought this was completely worthy of being a five-star match. See, I was actually... I agree it is a five-star match. Um, I don't think it's my favorite Brett Owen match. No, I think I've 10 was better. Yeah, I think it was. And if we yeah. were reviewing that, I think I would say 100% five stars. I think yeah. this is a five-star match, but it just, for me, it wasn't quite as entertaining as... The the first five star match we reviewed the uh, the Dynamite Kid, Kid versus Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask. I I'll disagree. I, th- this this is one of my like I said my all time favorite blue bar cage match. Yeah, you quit, you came up with this suggestion so quickly. I was like, oh, he's been waiting. For yeah, this. yeah, like, yeah. This. It's like let's do these two cage matches. Um, and I had never seen somebody get over the cage and get pulled back in before, like Owen does several times. Oh, yeah. Because that's actually something. the cage. And I understand yeah. why they wouldn't want to do it. A, the timing is horrendous. Yeah. If, the, if the person doesn't get up, you have to, like, schluck around and, like, oh, I don't want to jump, jump yet. And you have to wait yeah. for, like, 
Brett is so good at timing out when his brother is right there to go and grab him by the hair and then yank his hair. Like, yes. like he brings it back in Physically by the hair. pull him back in by the hair. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. And then just like the slap fest on top of the cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love that cage height. That was the perfect, like, when you yeah. when they stood on the uh, turnbuckles. And you were just, like, nipple high on yep, the cage. Yep, exactly. So you had some, like, you could lean back and they could get into those, like, power punches. Yeah. And I don't know, this this was a, a fantastic match. And those Japanese drop kicks from Owen. Right? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Owen Hart is, like, I, I, he's someone that I've... I always appreciate more and more, and I never think that's possible. Because every yeah. time I watch, uh, I go through an Owen phase of watching matches. I always yeah. think like, "Oh, I finally appreciate him," and then I do it the next time. I'm like, "No, I didn't. I've never fully appreciated that man." Yeah, he he didn't, and he almost fell off the cage at one point. If you noticed, yeah, that. And he like, he goes in with such reckless abandon because yeah. he is the the the, the devil may care younger yeah. brother, and he almost falls off. I was like, "That would have been uh, Owen's the champion." Yeah, just, and he's play, he's playing the heel, so he has yeah. to do that like uh, I'm the chicken sh- shit, the yeah. sneaky, yeah, yeah. He like essentially kicks his brother and then just dies for it. Like, oh, I'll I'll win yeah. by any means. But you had, I mean, like, like on the outside, you had Davy Boy and uh, Stu and Helen who were Team Brett and Anvil who is Team Owen. And yeah, who beat just just screaming. Yeah, just split actually yeah. in the storyline. King like, of the Ring. Yeah, when Owen won, King of the Ring became the King of Hearts. That's when Jim jumped ship and became, you know, like, Owen's partner. Yeah. It was such a good rivalry, and you don't even need the family dynamic to make this work. These, no, just, but it, just it, these two it makes family it members. Better. But the fact that you had such a historic wrestling family at yeah. that point, when probably the most like regal. Every, yeah, every single son became a wrestler. Every single daughter married a wrestler. Yeah, like, and even uh, yeah, that's that is true. Wow. Yeah, it's like oh boy. Um. So this is actually quite a long match too. They yeah. go this forty something minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually. Which cage matches typically be uh, tend to be. There's always a weird bit in the middle where I, I feel most cage matches kind of have a dipping quality. A little quality. lull. Yeah. yeah. It's it common in the middle of anything. Yeah. Movies. But uh, this match, they really don't. Like, there are those times where they get winded and it slows down the action. But they and usually do those chicken shit escape attempts to kind of get the crowd I, over. I love it, the big spots and Helen turns away and Stu's like, hey, what are you doing, boys? Yeah. <laughs> I get, it's, uh, as Stu's face the entire yeah. time is just like, your technique is sloppy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, you Get uh, back in the basement. Did you learn just, nothing? I need some beef jerky over here. <laughs> uh, For a while, I thought, yeah. like, maybe they put a, a cardboard standy cutout of his deck because he does not move. He yeah. has one expression the whole time. Used, like, if you ever saw Wrestling with Shadows, the Bret Hart documentary. Oh, yeah. Where his and, dad, like, yeah. 87-year-old Stu Hart stretching Bret. It's like, that man could barely move until he starts wrestling. And then he just makes, like, yeah. seven-foot-tall men cry. Let me, let me show you what to, how to do this arm move here. <laughs> and then the, remember that guy in the, in the Nordique outfit, the Quebec flag outfit? That he just, like, ripped his peck out. Remember that in that movie? Oh, like, God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, wow. You're crazy, Stu. Yeah. They also, uh, getting back to this match, yeah. my, one of my favorite things, and I'm not a big fan of it normally until it's pulled off well, is the the... the Two people running into each other and knocking themselves yeah, flat. Yeah, they do it with such force and such abandon. Totally like, believable. Barely turn around, boom. Yeah. You know, whiplash style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I do love the random cutbacks. Yeah. Jim the Anvil Nightheart has the like with the glasses, no expression on yes. his face, just like well, I don't know where you're getting from the shot. <laughs> like, and I I hate saying this because I I do love Jim Nightheart, but it's like, oh I love Jim Nightheart. Where are my drugs? Yeah. Just, <laughs> he, he greatest a- goatee though. Or, oh, he did, yeah. and that laugh. Which is weird that Natty has that laugh too when she does it. Like, Ugh. yeah, that, that really did transfer, didn't it? That's yeah. a family hereditary trait. I love Owen as the like uh, 
as we get to the nor the end of this match, Owen has another couple of escape attempts where he's literally holding on to the uh, the, the ring, ring apron. apron. Yeah, just like anything, like you're not dragging me away. I will get out of here. So we talked about the last time we watched one of the good matches, quote unquote. Uh, would you show this to a non-fan? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, especially if you were wanting to show them what wrestling was like in the when I was growing up, when early '90s. Yeah, yeah. This is what I watched that got me into it. This kind yeah. of stuff, which is weird because this is like considered a low point for wrestling. That which is that, yeah, that which is so era. odd. And I understand it's not as exciting or mm-hmm. sexy as the Attitude Era, but it's also not as offensive to modern day standards. True, they did a lot of risque stuff that doesn't play well today. I mean, yeah, I mean, people will shit on the new generation a lot, and there's a reason for that because it was kind of garbage. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. you had, and I'm sure you know if you watch the entire SummerSlam, this isn't a golden pay per view all the way. No, through. no, no, there no, are no, definitely yeah. some. So you some, know when the plumber fights the man. Are, yeah, know, there, there's some terrible matches in there, yeah. but they had moments like this, and I think if you yeah. showed this to somebody who didn't know wrestling very well... It's a good example of the athleticism of wrestling. Well, and first, I don't know anybody who can't appreciate Bret Hart from first seeing, mm-hmm. from first sight, and love Owen from first sight. Yeah. He plays the villain so well, and Bret plays that, that hero brother who doesn't want to fight his brother, but has to. Yeah. it's so There's so much athleticism in this match. There's, and it's a storyline based on, like, yeah. Shakespeare, essentially, yeah. right? It <laughs> is the constant struggle of the little brother to prove he is better. Yeah. And or the parents just watching. Good. Because yeah. how, as a parent, how do you not want your younger son to achieve something, yeah. but not also love your son who has achieved something? Yes. <laughs> Why can't you just love each other? Yeah. Why can't you be more like Brett? Well, and, well, and then when they did the Heart Foundation reunion in 97, and he's like, Owen, you're my brother, and I've always loved you. And Owen just starts bawling and hugs him, and they finally reunite. It's like, finally! Yeah, that was well That was well earned. How many years later was that? Seven, that was three? Three years, three years later, later, yeah, later, when yeah. the Heart Foundation got back together. Damn, slow burn on that storyline. Yeah, back when they used to. God, yeah. that mullet on Mike Kyoto is just amazing. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say, uh, Owen, well, is Owen technically rocking a mullet? He's got think, a feathered almost. Yeah, it's, I, I, maybe a Canadian mullet, maybe? Yeah. No, Davy Boy has the best hair. That's just... Davy Boy is on some <laughs> hardcore steroids, I think, at this point. And crack. Is he? Yeah. He is the most jacked man I've ever seen. One of the most jacked men I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I don't remember him being that big. Yeah, he, I mean, I mean, you didn't see Dynamite in the in Well, and he looks years, a lot yeah. bigger because he's wearing, like, cowboy boots and jeans. And, that, and, and, like, a, and a vest with no undershirt for some reason. Yeah, like, and he's got the, but he's got the curly, greasy hair and the, yeah. like, dorky glasses. Um, do you want to get to the uh, ending of this match? How yeah. do you, like... I'm assuming that plays into your five star belief or your superior yeah, I mean, quality it's, belief it's, of this episode or this match. Yeah, it, it gets right down to it and it's so close. You know, it, it keeps, yeah. like, they keep up a pace of yeah. closeness for or a, a trading back and forth. Of, and, and, you know, Brett just barely squeaks it out, you know. And it's actually so, uh, Owen ends up getting uh, hung upside down, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're both on the outside of the cage. Yes. Owen ends yes, up, yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Getting his foot caught hanging upside down and Brett wins yes. narrowly. Like I could have gotten you. Yeah, and it's such a great moment because yeah. Brett is almost out. Owen fucking takes a flying leap, grabs his hair Him by the hair. Yeah, yeah. Pulls Brett in, and then they do this whole fight to the outside. Yeah. Which is like most of this match. If you clock it, I think there's there's half of it's in ring ability. The other half is literally either timing door segments, their yeah. timing, or it's on them up top risking that kind of you know. Yeah. And they never slow down. They get they, they pick up the pace every time they get to the top yeah, of the gauge. You know, it's like I said, it ticks every box for me. And then of course Anvil has to jump Davy at the yeah, end. Yeah, so it's like that was the one thing that like I, I think played a little better at the time because it's building yeah. up a storyline. That would be the kind of thing you'd have to explain to your friend, like, oh, that's setting up for a future. Like, all yeah. right, just don't worry about that. And never mind that he hit his wife too. It's, yeah. It happens that way. 
I, I do not I do kind of not believe this because it's hard for me not to believe that Stu didn't get up and just fucking lay waste to to everyone. Yeah. Just knock out both sons. Every, you know. I gotta get in there. Yeah. Just do some stuff. Throw all of the, all of his <laughs> yeah. all the younger ones in a cage, lock it, just take off his belt. Yeah. But it's you know, this goes back to uh the initial uh, so Davy Boy gets knocked down here at the end of this match and just lays on the floor. Yeah. So this goes back later. To win, or later in the year here, when uh, Brett loses the title to Bob Backlund, and Owen Hart and Davy Boy are on the outside as like designated towel throwers. The only way can yeah, yeah, you put the towel, towel in. Fucking Davy Boy hits the post and is knocked out cold the entire match. It's like I don't buy you being knocked out from hitting a pole for half an hour. No, well, first of all, yeah. If you're unconscious for half an hour, you need a doctor. Yeah. That's very irresponsible. It's like you think but, at some point Davey Boy would have come around. Right. But apparently he's a glass jaw. But in, I don't in, know. In the, in the wrestling verse, uh, knockouts last are convenient. They can last yeah. a couple minutes. Refs get knocked out for less time. They yes. can get knocked out conveniently for a minute, you know? But, you stunned, know, I think, is the word they would prefer. Not knocked out. Yes. Just, they got stunned. In the age of concussions. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, overall fantastic match. Yeah, I, and then I, at the end beat down where they yeah. drag... Brett back in the ring, and, and the they, entire Hart family is trying to yeah, they scale the cage. It, it, as a as a finale, like how do you get better than that? It's kind of, it, you, yeah. You, it's I love a good downer ending for a pay per view when it's earned. Well, and I mean, like, yeah, the, the, this was a this was a a, a happy ending. Yeah. Brett won the Taker versus Taker match was after this. Yeah, but technically. Let's, let's well, not let's not pull punches. This was the match people wanted to see the most. That was the after party yeah. where like everyone's kind of hungover. It's like, what's this? Oh yeah, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> This it, it's it, almost every time we have a great match, it's always a little bit burned for me by the fact that it's not placed properly where it should have been. Yeah, but you know, at the time, I'm sure for the kids, Undertaker versus Undertaker had a big build up. Oh yeah, but, I, I was all excited for that too. Yeah, and but so, I was more excited for this. Yeah, and I think history shows this is the match that people remember from this night. Yeah, people joke about Taker versus Taker. Yeah, even though it did make a lot of money at the time. That's kind of the mantra right. of WWE. Joke about us, but you know we're racking in millions. So. Yeah, we're making our ratings are lower than they've ever been, but we're making more money than ever. So suck it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Normal, normal capitalism doesn't seem yeah. to apply to them. It's great. That's so, why you would resurrect the NX, XFL. Fuck it. St. Louis football. Woo. <laughs> so, are you ready to jump ship down south to Atlanta? And oh. watch the other side of the spectrum. Absolutely. Also, I do want to point out before we get out of this that near the end, someone tries to grab uh, Owen and they rip his boot off, so he's sockless and he has to climb <laughs> the cage in a sock. Uh, I don't know why that. Like, I don't know if that was planned, but it was such a genius moment and just played to this pathetic little brother of like, "Woo, I'm, I won, <laughs> I'm the best." So now we head down south for a totally different type of cage match. And a totally different company at the time. Yes. We're going WCW, uh, the Which classics. A let, let, let little before the Monday Night War, correct? Several this years is, before yeah. the Monday Night War. WCW is still Saturday Night 605. Yeah. So let me just state this for the record. As much as we, you know, wax poetic about WCW, they had two good years. 96 and 98, WCW was awesome. From 88 to 96... And from 98 to 01. You had moments of greatness. You had good matches. But they had, I don't think there was ever a time where they were truly hitting the apex of their storytelling But for ability. the most part, they were fucking hot garbage. Yeah. And so, do you want to explain what the right. what the fuck is going on with this so match? So, in the opening match of the show, even, we have the Chamber of Horrors match. Yeah. It's two teams, a babyface and a heel team. 
inside a really weird looking steel cage. The oddest cage, and I've seen some odd ca- like talking yeah. about the classic blue. This is the opposite end of the spectrum of a cage that would never it, be. It, yeah, it looks it looks like a rat cage. Yeah, it because the, it has like a fucking forty five degree slant on top. On the top, yeah. Which I don't know what that's for. To keep you from <laughs> to getting out, I guess. Yeah, but they're like their teams are emerging from this like door of a saloon. Well, it's also okay cardboard cutout tombstones, tombstones which was WCW. I, that was Halloween Havoc all the way. Yeah, but Vader, who's on the heel team, brushes through the door and it swings so far open that the stage has to reach in and pull the door closed. Yeah, I love that moment. He's like, "Oh shit, they're gonna see me eat my eat my sandwich back here." God damn it! What is he wearing? Also, he is wearing. Is that in just keeping with the the the? He was supposed to be theme? Big Van Vader, so Vader supposed to be like so he looks more Star Warsy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling also has a a, a beloved uh, time honored tradition of stealing popular culture. Oh hell yeah! But I mean, look look at the the talent you have you have in this match because you have the Diamond Stud who's going to be Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Yeah, you have the recently departed uh, Vader, surefire Hall of Famer. You got Elegante, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you've got Mick Foley. Yeah, uh, when when you said like you sent me this, I was like elegant, 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 elegante, elegante. Yes. Um, I didn't really know. I didn't really have a very good memory of him. Yeah. Very fuzzy. And this match did not like his giant Gonzalez attire. Yeah, did, this match didn't sell me on him. But the other three names, I was like, how how bad could this match be? Like, oh, does, and I know Mick Foley has had not wonderful matches, but I've always enjoyed them yeah. to a certain like guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as we'll see, this this match did not end now, up playing. Very speaking well. of Elegante, do you know how he got into WCW and then later into WWE? Did he sneak in? Did no. He just, like... well, okay, so he was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks, which Ted Turner owned, and he sucked as an NBA basketball player. He failed upwards, didn't he? Yes, and uh, Ted Turner was like, "I'm paying you so much, go wrestle." Yeah, <laughs> it's like. For real, and it shows with the yeah. like none of the talent or the training that you would need to successfully get in a ring. Uh, so, um, how familiar are you with one of the guys in this match, Abdul the Butcher? How much do you know about him? Barely anything. This is like that's what I was gonna say. Like mm-hmm. I, th- while this is certainly my time period, this was a year before the Brett match. Is that what? When was no, this? it was th- uh, three years before the Brett match. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit before. Um. So I I was a, this is right before I started getting to wrestling. Brett mm-hmm. would have been the time I was getting the wrestling the Brett Owen match. This has been a little before I was been like four, whatever, yeah. three. So I would have seen this later, but I was always more of a WWF guy. When I yeah. saw stuff, I saw mostly that. Because that was what the syndicated show was. Yeah. You and, didn't until, have cable. Yeah. yeah, until 96, 97, yeah. until the NWO started taking over. That's yeah. when I first started really getting into it. So this is kind yeah. of before my time. But, I mean, you've got, the, you got you know, Sting, the Steiners, and Elegante, and Vader, Butcher, uh, Stud. And who else? Foley. Did you say Foley? Foley. Yeah. Foley, Butcher, Vader, Stud. What a hodgepodge of heels. Right? Just to yeah. throw together. Like, was this earned at all? Was this just a storyline of like, hey, it we was have a cool very, cage? Various ongoing storylines tying together who was facing who. It's almost like the Survivor Series where you're combining storylines. And it's like there's a random chainsaw out on the ramp that what? Foley brought out and Rick Steiner can't get it started again. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, oh, this is not turning off well. We did not beta test this match, guys. Just, yeah, and just, you're gonna freeform it. And then they start hitting each other with like random objects. Like there's yeah. a sword, there's a fucking sword, <laughs> and Sting is just beating people with the blunt end of it. It's like, boy, that's not really keeping kayfabe now, is it? No, no, not at all. Um, so. and, 
How did you, how did you like the referee cam in WCW? The, this was the most interesting thing to me. The first time it happened, I was like, what am I seeing? And I think I like, I think I had to look it up or something and be like, oh, the referees were like, or no, I saw the referee wearing that thing on yeah, his head. His hockey helmet. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I, I, I'm actually surprised in the, in the era of GoPro that we live yeah. in now that they haven't tried that. To body cam certain wrestlers, I think yeah. actually the Young Bucks at one point did wear body cams that mostly got destroyed halfway yeah. through a match. Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Yeah, yeah. But I'm surprised they haven't done it for referees or something to give that close up because it work. It actually does work a few times. I, I think. Right? The, I think in the contest of like WWE, they'd be worried about uh, picking up the earpiece, maybe. Yeah, that would be that would be a concern. Or right? trying to get the signal to the like they got to talk to the wrestler and they don't want to pick up on the GoPro. Or yeah, like that. and I would say it's not even something you would have to even necessarily use. But I'm <laughs> something I'm surprised it's something that wouldn't. In my mind, uh, it's worth a shot. In my opinion, yeah. In my mind, capture everything and then see what yeah. the editors can do with it. Yeah, because you're nothing if not a visual media. So this is a match that, with all the bodies involved, is hard to watch at first. Because like the 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 hard cam, you can't see shit because you can't see into the cage. No, it, and it's, the it's actually kind of a wide open cage, mm-hmm. but for some reason, it's so shittily designed that not, it yeah, actually not, yeah. obstructs nothing to be seen much because all they're pretty much doing is punching and kicking each other yeah and then hitting each other with objects there's yeah. a casket outside for some reason and they're like running yeah. into that um you know invaders taking a it shit does, yeah. what you what you tend to see in matches like this are yeah. they work up to the big spots yeah this, this there doesn't seem to be many big spots yeah. in this match they work up to it's just yeah. like chaos yeah constant pushing sh- it's like it's like a battle royal almost yeah. Without eliminations. They're just pushing and shoving and trying to get people out of the way, you know? And I don't know if it was bad timing or bad booking or... but like A couple of bad wrestlers. Yeah, there's but there's genuine talent in yeah. this ring. Oh, yeah, there's on, Hall of Fame on, talent. If they were all ring. hitting on a good night, this could have been something better. Yeah. Maybe not great, but... But at, at this point, you really couldn't get a good match out of Elegante or, for that matter, really, Abdullah anymore. Anymore, yeah. Even in 91, Abdullah was very old. You know, he just... Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say with the entrances, they do very, very quick entrances. They oh, yeah. get all those people out except him. He yeah. takes forever to get down that damn ramp. Yeah, and then and then they bring down what is the focal point of this match, the Chamber of Horrors chair. Well, yeah. From the ceiling. And so, okay. So, they, they, uh, well, they, they body slam Foley in the middle of the ring, and Rick Steiner tries to pull the chair down onto Foley like, no, Mick, move. <laughs> don't, don't get crushed and die. But the uh, whole point of this match was you had to put – one of your opposing t- uh, people, anyone from the team, in the chair and flip the and switch. And Sparky. Yeah. And electrocute them. Yeah. They, people, they did this to open a ma- open a pay-per-view. This is the opening fucking match. Yeah. Like, how do you, are you really, you really think pinning someone in the, the main event is going to compare to fucking electrocuting the yeah. loser in the first match? Yeah. I mean, there's. We, we were working at a very supernatural level of wrestling back then. It was yes. very popular. The Undertaker just came around. They were kind of, they were, they were competing with the X-Files, to be completely honest, at this well, time. Well, not yet. Like. But, like, that kind of, like, the, the, paradigm, yeah, like Twin yeah. Peaks kind of, like... Twin almost, Peaks would be more accurate, yeah, yeah. The Twilight Zone type of thing. Yeah, and they were introducing these outlandish characters. And yes. Even Vader, give him a big scary helmet, just make him appear more mm-hmm. otherworldly. Or Kevin Nash as Oz. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, that was terrible. Or the Master Blasters from Road Warrior, you know, it's like, what the hell is going... Yeah. Is there nothing you, you guys want to steal? So, was this rated, like, uh... Was this just a bad match? You remember? I know it's a, a it's considered a bad match. It's a legendarily it, bad match. Yeah. For, was it ever rated worst match of the year? Yes, at any it point? was worst okay. worst worked match of the year for 1991. And like, do you the, agree with that segment? Oh fuck yeah! There was yeah. nothing worse than this in 91. <laughs> and like the orderlies that show up to take the body out, that like 
okay, you guys couldn't wait until the match was over? Yeah, they I, they come out so early on and just sit there like on one like, knee. There's like 10 guys, so it's like, it's okay, so to be one of the big guys that get shot. Yeah, huh? right? That was my first thought. I was like, yeah. well, I guess Vader's going down, guys. Yeah. Like, Vader, Butcher, Gante, one of those. It's, it's not going to be Sting. Yeah. You know? Do you, I love the fact that, like, I guess they've been told to play to the ref cam. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. like, at a certain point, the ref will look down, and you see uh, Razor Ramon, who will be Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. like, like, like grabbing towards me like ah i'm so hurt yeah like, god is this a movie set is this what it's like to be on one uh, which is so funny to me that he's the diamond stud because ooh, because he was in diamond Dallas pages diamond exchange so that's why he was the diamond, the diamond stud. stud and like now they're like you know yoga buddies again what it all comes first but how circle. did you like when scott steiner wrapped the stick over foley's head and just completely busted him open. Foley is a man like this this match confirmed my my long-held uh, suspicions and beliefs that Foley is a the most entertaining man in any match he's in. Foley has a shaggy level of godness. Yeah, a little bit like yeah. this is a stinker of a match and he first of all bleeds the hell out of yeah. himself. Hopefully and, that and shaggy just... meme is still relevant when this episode drops. <laughs> But no, that he's the only one that I was actually like like sting a little bit because yeah. I, I'm I'm always a sting fan, so yeah. I always pay attention to him. But Foley's the only one who's actually giving it his all. Yeah, yeah like he, even though even if it's not working, he never stops giving it his all. Which he's, is he's, out there, he's out there working his ass off, you know. He's always made sure I got my money's worth. McFoley did. Yeah. But getting into the end of this match, and do you know? Do you know about the botch? Did you catch the botch at the end of this match? The no. Huge, okay. What was what was supposed to happen, or what? All right, did happen? so. Abdul was in the chair, right? Yeah. So the little, they have a little switch on the side to flop down to start the chair. When like, Fo- like a like a chair would. Yeah. You know? When when like the the switch for electric chair, Foley goes to climb up, and the switch falls. Oh, just tumbles down. Doesn't so it? he has to pick it up to pull it pull back it down. down. It's and like, that's what I'm just talking about. Mick Foley is yeah. like, nothing phases him. He's like, all right, yeah. I got this. Don't worry. I care way more than anybody else does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then they just like drag Foley and uh, and yeah. uh, Abdul just <gasps> drag each other back <gasps> bloody. Just yeah. to, like still fighting to the back. It's like, and the horrible effects of the electrocution. Yeah. Like the sparklers going off and like. Jim Ross. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and, and speaking, Jim Ross is also like. Yeah. And, and, as much as I love him, not pulling, uh, even he can't save this. There's no amount yeah, of yeah, enthusiasm yeah. that can make you think you just saw something that was good. By God, we had a barbecue sauce. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, but I, Young Jim Ross had, like, he has charisma today. My yeah. God, he had charisma back then. Well, he he, he jokes about how he, because, you know, he can't smile anymore because of his Bell's palsy. Yeah. Which, you know, it's unfortunate. It's, it's very unfortunate, yeah. yeah. But he, he shows his grandkids, him on the network, to see him smile. I'm like, that's so sad. It is sad. But also, yeah. it, it, lacking a smile does not make him come off any less happy. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he's always seemed like a man that is, like, happy in his own life, which I appreciate. So considering how many, uh, like, all the people are in costumes on this show, like Eric Bischoff is backstage as Dracula doing the interviews. Jo- oh, my God. If WWE brought back Halloween Havoc, would you expect them to do the costumes or would it just be a Halloween themed pay-per-view? I really like the idea of them like strapping Elias to uh, old Sparky and pull like just to freak the kids <laughs> out. Like why not? Uh, um, no, I mean, I would like, I, I, we've talked about it before. I would love for them to bring back Halloween Havoc, any of the old WCW titles. Yeah. Um, Bash the beach or whatever. I don't know how much you'd have to adhere to their original um, ideas. Yeah, they didn't Halloween know- Havoc was just a, ho- a, a 
yeah, they, October they, themed yeah, paper. They didn't right? always do the the dress up. Yeah, you know, but sometimes they sometimes they didn't. But this was WCW at the height of its hokiness. It this was. was. This was, and, as, and especially as a young kid, I'm sure this was yeah. wonderfully entertaining. This was good old Southern wrestling. Yeah, you know, back it was, in the it was day. that trans, slow transformation from sports entertainment to what it would be sports entertainment from the wrestling from, from wrestling yeah. to sports entertainment. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much going to do it for this episode of Breaking the Scale on Body Slammed. Uh, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on Twitter at Body underscore Slammed. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Join us for the wrestling guessing game. Join us for the wrestling guessing game. We got some winners to announce on our next review episode. For Franklin, I'm TJ. Until next time, you've just been body slammed. gets electrocuted and fucking immediately fights a bunch of orderlies like old sparky sucks fuck you this is why we want to lethal injection people